Hey everybody, welcome to Living in Control. I'm Amiza Abraham. And I'm Reza Abraham. In this episode, we are going to talk about contentment. Your ability to live a happy life with no regrets. This is one of the three cornerstones in the In Control model of Reza's upcoming book. Let's find out more about it and what are the practices and techniques we can learn to improve our happiness. So stick around. In our two previous episodes, we spoke about consciousness and several techniques or practices that we can do to increase our consciousness level. Right now, let's dive into the topic of contentment. So Reza, are you ready to be happy? (laughs) (laughs) So what is contentment and why is it the first of three cornerstones in your in-control model? Yeah, so I have explained that consciousness is the core of in-control model, Mm -hmm. but we need the cornerstone to hold the model together and make it sustainable. Mm -hmm. And how I got inspired by the idea of contentment, many years ago when I first traveled to Bhutan, Mm -hmm. the country situated between China and India, during that trip, beside the crispy, fresh, carbon-negative air and super friendly people, Mm -hmm. what caught my attention was an abbreviation called GNH. They call it as gross national happiness. While all countries are focusing on gross domestic product, Bhutanese are pursuing happiness. And some call Bhutan the happiest country on earth. Mm -hmm. I had the blessing to travel to this country a couple of times and made many friends there. But the point that got clear to me was the fact that while we, are, we were trying to notice happiness on our faces by simply smiling, mm-hmm. these people were having a very different definition of happiness by their action and thoughts. Mm. The way they see happiness is as being content with what they have. It's all about gratitude. This is the high level of respect and gratefulness towards the kingdom and what the country has done for them, no matter how basic it is. Mm -hmm. It's just the notion that you can live a simple life, but still be very content. The interesting fact about contentment is that it's contagious. Mm. You know, when I see these people happy despite of not having much of material ownership, just being thankful and taking full advantage of the opportunity to grow and learn something just simply makes me happy. Mm. And that's where the whole inspiration of contentment and being the cornerstone came about. Mm. So I've been to Bhutan once, and in my observation, uh, Bhutanese are truly living the definition of deep appreciation of their uniqueness and shortcomings. They're just um, grateful for everything they have uh, and also what they do not have. Yeah, and then their life is a true manifestation of the fact that you do not have to be materialistic to be happy. Correct. Uh, But as we know, happiness comes in different forms. Mm. So what are the different types of happiness? So Tony Shea, the founder and CEO of Zappos, he wrote this book called Delivering Happiness. Looks, he, he looks into happiness through an interesting longevity lenses, mm-hmm. and uh, which, which it gives us a control and a sense of decisiveness. In general, there are three types of happiness, according to him. Mm-hmm. So the first type is called pleasure. 
the, this is the short-term contentment, the feeling that we are experiencing it like after watching an awesome movie or mm. riding a roller coaster or dining at our favorite restaurant or attending our favorite singer's mm. concert. <laughs> so these are those the, the 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 things that I really miss since the you know the COVID lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so th- there is this uh, a rush of endorphins, mm. so you can ex- experience a spike of happiness, but the satisfaction is just short term. Mm. You just go back to reality once it's all ends. So mm. now it's time to think all over again. So that is called pleasure. Mm. The second type of uh, happiness is called passion. So it's a medium term contentment. Mm-hmm. So the satisfactions that drives from uh, doing what we personally truly enjoy and we mm-hmm. fall in love uh, with with our own actions, mm-hmm. you know, like, like doing our hobby where uh, we feel detached from time and surrounding, mm-hmm. you know, for some of us, maybe it's like teaching, writing, dancing, meditation, Mm. or any personal project. Mm. So this satisfaction is often longer, Mm -hmm. and we manage to touch our state of flow. Mm. But the challenge is that because we are only fulfilling our own personal needs, Mm. it lasts usually like a medium term. Mm. But the third type, which is the most important type of happiness is called the purpose. That is the long-term contentment. So here's where the happiness magic takes place, you know. So the happiness that drives not only from addressing our own needs, but mm-hmm. we are becoming part of something bigger and mm-hmm. more important than ourselves. You know, there is this deep connection to our spirit, our calling in life, you know, and leaving a legacy behind by mm-hmm. contributing and making a difference in ours and also other people's life. Mm-hmm. So that's the contentment, the, the contentment which drives our uh, purpose mm-hmm. often will last even forever. Yeah, that's quite interesting. So what are your pre- uh, pleasure, passion and purpose, Reza? You see, for me, for example, like pleasure, it's like sometimes when I watch a movie or mm-hmm. a movie series okay. like a Netflix something that uh, you 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 see that there has been a big creativity put into place mm-hmm, in order mm-hmm. to create that. Mm-hmm. So you know something that you know it felt it, it makes you feel emotional. Mm. You know whether you laugh or you feel like crying. Yeah. You know so that that's kind of things is always give me the pleasure. Or mm-hmm. sometimes for example like you know those uh, instant pleasure of seeing a smile on our son's face. Mm. You know so that is something that is like a like that one time it's Mm. a very short-term something so when it comes to the passion for me for example like you know i always say that uh teaching is one of the way that i really really get touch with my Mm -hmm. passion Mm -hmm. i can clearly see that sometimes i i I completely lost count of time Mm. you know i can do it like for for a very long time and Mm. of course when it comes to the purpose this is one of the area what one of the main reason that it, it, it comes in the first place when I started thinking about writing the book because okay. that's that's something that is my purpose, you know, and I'm sure I'm going to be very grateful mm. for the book for, for the rest of my life as if like something that I left behind. Mm. Yeah. So h- how about you? <laughs> <laughs> so my pleasure is when I receive my online shopping parcel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that, that instant... <laughs> happy feeling when you feel you you buy something new and then after that you it, it's very yeah it's very short term because mm. after that i'll feel like okay why did i buy this <laughs> <laughs> and my passion um 
when thinking about it, when you were talking about it, I was I started to think uh, that my passion is uh, when I went to um, that feeling when I go for diving. Mm. You know, there's just something so peaceful about um, the un- uh, underwater. You know, listening to only your breathing and the bubbles and hover- mm. hovering weightlessly underwater. Yep. And then, like for my purpose, the type of the long term contentment is, um, is when I see my ex recruits, um, mm. and also the the high potential talents that I used to work in my previous organizations, mm. um, seeing them doing well and excelling in their career. So I I think um, you know, it, although it's their own effort, mm. uh. But you know, you just feel like you know you're you're part of that journey, correct? Right, and then it's like um, at some point you did touch their life, correct? So I think to me that is what it meant um, by uh, genuinely feeling happy for others, or that you know uh, uh, selfless happiness, correct? Right. So um, this reminds me actually when you were, you mentioned about your purpose, it's like this reminds me of when we first talked about the concept of in control. Mm. And uh, it started with our passion for sharing and doing something that we love to do. But when we start seeing how um, knowing the concept can impact people's life and career, I think it suddenly just become our purpose, right? So Reza, what what are the things um, that make people unhappy or discontent? Yeah, I, th- I think the number one culprit Mm -hmm. is regret yeah and that's why the definition of contentment also comes your ability to live a happy life with no regret Mm. you know we all need to work on living a life with no regret you know so Mm. see, see in our lives we we have all made decisions that we are not proud of it right yeah so if we could have one more chance we would have done it totally differently regrets in fact, is the happiness killer. Mm. You know, if we are not careful, we will never enjoy our life and nothing would be good enough if we cannot learn how to deal with regret. Mm. You see, as soon as we are in control of our negative emotion, we start becoming happy again. But regrets are very complicated emotions that have Always surprise psychologists, mm-hmm. you know, to, to give you some example of how tricky regret is, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. that, you see, for example, they found that the more control we have over our decision, mm-hmm. the amount of regret is often bigger. Um, for example, yeah. if, if someone has cheated us, yet we forgive the person, ev- even though we know the person is going to do the same thing Mm -hmm. and we fall into that trap all over again. So meaning you knew it could have happened, but we did it all over again. That's a very painful type of regret. So like the saying, um, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Correct, correct, correct. So that is basically, it's it's one of the regrets that, it, it has a very, very high impact on people. Mm. Or another one is that the last minute change of mind is always more regretful than staying with the first choice. <laughs> you know, like, like, for example, you originally planned to buy a black car and at last minute you change your mind to go for a blue car, you know. And then after that, you're regretting for not sticking with the black 
So <laughs> it's like the one that you regret. I every time in the exam, mm. you're like, I I wanted to choose B, but I actually go to A. Last minute you change. Yeah, and then suddenly like, oh, actually the answer is B. Correct, correct. <laughs> so those last minute changes are often very, very regretful. Yeah. You see how tricky it is? Yeah. Or another example is like, when you lose something, when we are very close mm-hmm. to an expected result, mm-hmm. the closer we are, the greater the regret will be. You see, for example, mm-hmm. you're failing a test mm-hmm. by one or two points mm-hmm. to passing mark, mm-hmm. you know? It seems much more painful than failing it with 10 or 20 points. So it means the feeling of regret is much more painful when we are very close to overcoming something. Yeah, it's like, oh, just so close, just so close. Yes. So that that is actually having a highest level of regret, you know. Or another example I can give you is that the variety of options and choices Mm -hmm. will always cause a bigger level of regret Mm -hmm. as the decision maker finds it always like much harder to justify their decision. It's like, for example, if you have many choices over the same item, Mm -hmm. our level of satisfaction over our decisions and chances to regret are much higher. So sometimes having lesser option, ironically, will have lesser level of regret over our decision. So that's what that's where people often said, like, you know, I didn't have many choice. Mm. You know, you just feel better. Mm. So you see, the regret, it is way more complicated than uh, people are thinking about it because it Mm. has many levels, you know. Mm. So every decisions that we are making in our life has a consequences. And the choices that we make often determine the regrets that we are prone to. Mm -hmm. So there are many researchers who have dedicated their life, you know, to understanding the science of like choices, Mm. decisions, revisions, you know, regrets and reliefs, you know. But, But those all fall into two baskets, whether we can do anything about it or we can't. Mm. Can we control the outcome right now mm-hmm. or we can't? Yeah, so all the things that you, all the example that you shared, you shared just now is, I think, um, you know, all of us um, have been through. Correct. And all of us uh, can actually relate to. Mm. But what can we do to be in control of our regrets? You know, like, all this, I'm sure, like at one point in our life, we've we've experienced it, we've yep. done it. We do have that regrets, correct, right? Correct. So how do we, you know, be in control of it? So the simple method that I introduce in the book is to always uh, do this simple benchmarking. Mm-hmm. You see, the thing that you have gone through mm-hmm. was it within our control, or it was beyond our control? Mm-hmm. So if it's within your control. Mm-hmm. Let's say you missed a business opportunity, mm. all right? So dwelling on the past will never change the outcome. Yeah. So all we can do is to just do a major reflection. Mm-hmm. You take notes, mm-hmm. you collect some feedback, mm-hmm. and just do not lose the next opportunity. That's it. Mm. So this is, this is what we all heard before. They say that what doesn't kill you make you stronger or make you wiser, you know? So if you are disciplined enough to do a fine reflection and analysis over the loss, right? Mm -hmm. You you just simply will not miss the next opportunity. So the conclusion is even if you lose, Mm -hmm. do not lose the lesson and try again. Mm. But when something is 
beyond our control, like yeah. for example, lost loved one in an accident, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or something bad happened to us that it was completely beyond our control. We, we did not have any say on it, mm-hmm. right? So sadly, you will never get that person back. You know, it's yeah. beyond our control. So regret has no positive impact in this situation. Yeah. So if we have been in fault, the only thing we can do is just to be more careful and never do it again, right? Mm-hmm. But if we have not been in fault, that then turn it into a character building lesson mm-hmm. and start helping others to learn how you get through it. So the conclusion is move on, grow, and help others. So let me see if I got this, mm. okay? So if within our control, we just need to, uh, we just don't lose the lesson mm. and try again. Yep. Right? So, uh, and if it's uh, beyond our control, mm-hmm. move on, grow through the process and help others to go through it. Correct. If we have the opportunity to do so. Yeah. Right? So speaking of regrets, um, I know some people are living a life of regrets and they know it, um, but still doing it. Like you mm. mentioned just now, right? They know it, uh, you know, uh, it's a mistake, but they still keep on doing it. Or, uh, you know, there's nothing they can do about it uh, to reverse their previous action, right? And they're stuck with only, like, you know, the, the, the internal monologue of, if only I didn't do this, or I should have done this. Mm. What do you make of this statement yeah, or so situation? We, we, we call that mm-hmm. an anticipated regret. It's like you... Anticipated regret? Correct, yeah. Okay. So you are basically, you're just avoiding an anticipated regret uh-huh. in the future. You see, like people often put off, uh, put off taking care of their body and mm. being in shape or, yeah. uh, and, uh, or you just need to stop eating all the junk foods, right? Mm. But people just putting it off. Mm. They keep on doing it. Or there are people who put off spending time with their loved one. Mm. And suddenly one day you realize that they have just grown older or sadly they're just gone, you know, and you mm. have missed the chance and you will never get it back. So some people, they even putting off achieving uh, their God-given goals, you know, and they have planned to do it for the past couple of years, right? But they keep on procrastinating and procrastinating. Like, you know, the, the same idea that we have gone through when we wanted to, to you know, write the book, right? Mm. So some even, they're putting off to be happy, you know? I hear this all the time. People mm. saying that uh, I will be happy when I earn this much mm. or I will be happy when I buy that car. Uh, but they don't realize that they have just wasted the most valuable commodity in their life, you know, called time. Mm. So they will never get it again, you know. So we must understand the best time to do it is always just right now. Every one of the 12 pillars in, in the book is an important path that we must be very attentive to and not putting it off, no mm-hmm. procrastination. Mm-hmm. So creating some regular checkpoints will always help us to avoid the risk of having regret 
in our life, those anticipated regret, because mm. you know it's going to happen, mm. but you just like, you know, you, you keep on procrastinating it. Mm. So like yearly goal setting and uh, resolutions are a very creative way to ensure and hopefully we will not regret doing something too late or mm. not doing it at all. You know, so this is one of those serious daily reminders that we all need. You know, sharing with you, one, one, of, one of the core questions that I regularly ask myself is mm. that, Reza, are you happy? So then I explore that further by asking myself, so what is stopping me from being happy right now? Mm. And, I, and I always take this quick inventory on where am I? What is stopping me? And just stop, start working on it straight away. You know, life, life is just too short to be lived with regret. Mm. So it's, I just want to highlight something interesting here uh, just now that you mentioned. Um, putting off being happy. Correct. Or putting our happiness on hold. Yes. And I must say that we all struggle in this area, mm. right? Especially when you're in a competitive environment. And also um, growing up, I mean, even myself also personally, you know how how uh, parents always say like, you know, you, you have to uh, go through the hardship first and mm. then, then after that you will be happy once you are successful. Correct. Right? So you just... Uh, you know, suffer now, and then, then after that, mm. you'll you you'll be happy. Yeah. Right. So, what what do you think about that? So you see, yeah. that kind of suffering, it's it's a growth path because mm -hmm. when you are very passionate about what you are doing, when you love mm -hmm. what you do, right? Mm -hmm. Even going through suffering is a form of happiness because oh. you know, at the end of the day, if mm -hmm. you are persistent. Mm -hmm. you will see a good outcome. Mm -hmm. It's like how uh, the, 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 the athlete, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They go through the hardship, but they, they always put on smile in their face when they are exercising, you know? Mm -hmm. And when people ask them like, why are you happy? You know, just say like, because I love what I'm doing, you know? Mm -hmm. So when you're suffering, it matches with your passion. Mm -hmm. it's, it is not, it's no longer, it's a suffering, you know, it's yeah. a, it's a happiness that you are, it, it is, it, there is an old saying by Zig Ziglar, he said that you don't, you don't pay the price, you know, you enjoy the price. So it's not, you don't have to suffer in order to achieve something, you, mm. you enjoy that because this is a part of your growth journey. Mm. So you're saying that, uh, what I call this, um, what you're saying just now is, while you go uh, through this uh, rigorous, uh, you know, uh, hardship, um, there are just some part, you know, life, is, life isn't always peachy, mm. right? So like, you know, uh, studying mm -hmm. hard, working hard, but while doing that, going through that hardship, you always have to remember that, you know, um, always be happy. And like what you said, like, uh, ask yourself, are you happy? Mm. Right, yeah. so you can actually enjoy that that journey. Looking back and reflecting, and it's really you're enjoying it, but yeah. not to put off happiness. Correct. Not correct. to you know to 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 tell yourself, oh, I shouldn't be happy now. Yeah. You can actually be happy in the process. Correct. Correct. Okay. So, what is the solution to this uh this this challenges uh, so, for them to stop putting off this? happiness yeah so th th there is a solution to build a habit of slowing down mm -hmm. and enjoying the journey right now 
Uh-huh, See, okay, okay. as you remember, I mean, this is very personal. As uh, you know, when when our first son born, I was always looking forward for what's next. You know, mm-hmm. wanting him to grow faster so that I could play with him. You mm-hmm. know, and I was so impatient of seeing him achieving the next milestone, like mm-hmm. turning, uh, bringing his head up. You know, <laughs> moving, smiling, sitting, and then talking. You oh, know, no, he can't stop talking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> calling me daddy. You know, walking, running, and on and on. You know, I, 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 if you if you recall, you know, I used to tell you like it is going to be so much fun when he can do the next move. When he can do this, when he can do that, right? Mm-hmm. So while we both were so excited to see the next move, I noticed that, hey, I I was always in rush for the future, you yeah. know? And I was not fully enjoying the moment now and being present. Mm. So then one day, I, I, I still remember, I, I read this quote from Oprah. Mm-hmm. So she said, living in a present moment means letting go of the past and not waiting for the future. Mm. So I noticed that I was missing out on the present because I was always on the planning and waiting and looking to the future. So it means living your life consciously, aware at each moment you breathe is just a gift, you know? Mm-hmm. So most people are living on this, this notion of it's not enough. Yeah. When am I going to achieve that? When mm. am I going to, you know, conquer the next mountain? Mm. So they're always in that mode. Mm. And it feels like we, we, we are never in peace. We are never settled. We are not happy about whatever happening in our life right now. Mm. So there is always this uh, a next mountain to climb. But the most important question is that, can you slow down and enjoy the journey and love where you are right now. Yeah, I mean, even personally, um, from what I feel um, sometimes, sometimes, okay, mm. that, uh, you know, seeing uh, younger people, uh, you know, pursuing things, a lot of people is uh, actually achieving a lot of things, and you can't wait, you can't stop or you can't help but to not think about, ah, okay, what's next? What's next? Mm. Should I, I need to do something next. You know, other people are doing. It's like, it's always a constant running of thinking about what should I do? What should I do? Correct. What should I do? Rather than feeling, like you mentioned, content and grateful of what I have now, mm. right? So, and also I've read uh, many stories of athletes or even astronauts that they they have reached to the peak of their career, you know, yep. the peak of achievement, winning goal and all that stuff. And, um, but they experience depression. Mm. Uh, this is because there's no higher mountain to climb. Yeah. Right? So you see, what you're saying can become almost every one of us future reality if we don't figure out a better way to deal with it. Mm. You see, the challenge can be related to our a relationship, yeah. uh, our career, yeah. our wealth, you know, or any other areas in life, you know. Mm-hmm. Human beings may never be fully satisfied with whatever the achievement is. Mm. So one day you might even reach the highest level and feel totally empty. Mm. Like the example of the athletes or astronauts that you mentioned. And, and you don't know what's next mm, because mm. this is already the highest. I mean, what else I can do, right? Mm. So I hear those words like, People saying things like, I will be happy if I can drive 
a Mercedes Benz. You know, mm-hmm. I would be very feel peaceful if I can settle this debt. Mm. I, I, I will start enjoying my life once I get my own house, you know. Mm. So, or I will start traveling as soon as the kids finish the school. But we don't realize that the human nature always wants next. So mm. we shall continuously remind ourselves mm. to be in the present and enjoying whatever you have right now. Mm. You see, the present moment is the only moment you have a control over it right now. Yeah, yeah. No matter how much you plan, you never know for sure how life is going to be played out, right? So the only time we'll know is when you are in the moment. You see, another question that I often ask myself, and uh, I often put it up to even my clients, that if money and time weren't a problem, what would you do? And I noticed that most people are lining up answers that they are not actually far-fetched to achieve even right now. You know, I get answers like people say that, oh, my dream life is to have a just, just a vacation to Maldives. But seriously, how much time and money will take to have that dream life right now as opposed to just postpone it to a time in the future that may, you know, may never come? Yes, I think that's, uh, it's important to be mindful of the future. Yes. And, um, but, but the future could be unpredictable, right? So, but mindfulness means also being happy on the way to the future. Exactly, yeah. So, and I'm not asking, uh, of course, we're not asking to not bother about designing our future, but I think we have to start redeeming the time and not postponing our happiness and joy to an unknown future, mm, right? Yeah. So is there any way to be in control of our happiness? Yes, there is. You see, we are often amazed how children are so mindful of their own happiness. You know, yeah, they're yeah. crying right now mm-hmm. and just in a second, they start laughing like laughing like nobody business. <laughs> you know, they're just like happy as if like, you know, they born that way. You see, mm-hmm. you never see a toddler walking in the room, being worried about his future, how he's not <laughs> going to make it, you know. They're, they're, they're just like, this is so natural, you know. And, and they get up excited about every single day, yeah. you know. You know, it so, made me wonder like, have we lost that inner <laughs> happiness? Is it still there? <laughs> Whenever I see our kids, right? I'm like, wow, so nice. Uh, is it, it? Yeah, so have we lost that inner happiness? Is, is it still there, you know? The answer is, we, we, you see, we have the same ability to distract ourselves, like mm-hmm. how the kids can do it, you know? And we can actually just just be happy at any moment. Okay, let me give you an example. Have okay. you ever experienced being like super pissed off at something mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you receive a call from someone who you can't show or share your anger with, oh, yes, right? Yes, yes. And miraculously, you just switch your tone to a normal one, you know? Mm. In a few seconds, you move from being very angry mm-hmm. to a very happy person. At least on the surface, right? Yeah, yeah. And slowly you manage to cool down. And mm-hmm. by the time you finish the call, you have forgotten about the anger. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's just the anger is not there anymore or it's not strong anymore. Mm-hmm. So it means that actually we are in control of our emotion. We mm-hmm. just need a trigger to remind us to be happy. You see? So there, there are 
there are some strategies that people basically put into place that, mm-hmm. you know, they even call it as like a happiness reminders, mm. you know, like one of my uh, one of the biggest goal about my own happiness was to learn never get angry at our sons. You know, you remember that was one of my, uh, what we call that, the life KPI, you know. So when 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 they do something annoying, you know, you know, the older they get, the annoying they get, right? So it's just like, I, I made a promise to myself that I don't want to be angry at them. So it was like a roller coaster, you know. Mm-hmm. I get angry. Mm-hmm. I cool down. Mm-hmm. I regret what I did. And it has been happening again and again, ah, you know. Isn't that what every parent goes through? Yeah. So you see, finally... This is how I managed to solve it. Mm-hmm. So as you know, you know, I have created a number of reminders that I could put out to tell myself, be in control, Reza. Mm-hmm. For example, just, just to share with everyone here, is that um, to, 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 in order to not to get angry at them, mm-hmm. I, 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 I even came to you and, mm-hmm. and I asked you directly mm-hmm. to give me the reminder every single time I was about to burst that they were just little boys and mm. move on. You know, we yeah. did that, right? Yeah. So this was this was not about who is the better parent or yeah. whether I am not in control of my emotion. Mm-hmm. It's about the triggers that we need to stay happy. Mm. And sometimes there are certain areas that we really need help, you know. Yeah. And I have needed, I really needed to weaken that anger muscle. Mm. And for that, I needed your help. And that was the reason actually I came to you. Then, then I thought about the places where I got angry most of the time. The mm. first one that came to my one was the bathroom, you know, where, where my son uh, played with the water, both of them, and they just make the place like super wet mm-hmm. or they don't want to brush the teeth properly or he wouldn't let anyone to help him, you know, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. he was like using the toilet or uh, brushing his teeth. And it, it, it always make, uh, you know, end up making the whole place a big mess, right? <laughs> so I was tired i was impatient i really needed to rest i had a rough day so it's just so easy to lose our temper yeah and this is what what i did you know which is still in our bathroom Mm -hmm. i wrote a simple letter to myself and i printed out and put it above our mirror in a very visible way and the content was something something like this, you know, mm-hmm. Reza, remember that you love uh, Arshan and Arman mm-hmm. more than anything and anyone in this world. Mm-hmm. Just look at their fa- lovely face, you know, you wouldn't want to uh, waste your lovely time with them for small things. You know, they're just mm-hmm. like two happy kids uh, that who, who wants to explore life in their own way, you know, mm-hmm. focus on their laughter and uh, all the joy that they bring, you know, and, and enjoy the moment right now. And I wrote this smile right now <laughs> you know so and 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 i put this this photo of their smiling face together there you know so by the mm. time i read that letter it was just like i just calm down and mm. i feel happy so stop criticizing yourself you know and get some reminders in the right place to assist you in the process i think i have one one idea mm. people should put that in their car Especially yeah. when they're stuck in the, well, you call this in the traffic jam. <laughs> correct, correct. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's another place that a lot of people actually they get they get angry. I mean, yeah. now now because of the COVID, of course, people don't don't get stuck in the jam much, right? Yeah. But that was another point that very often actually we we lose our temper. Yes, yes, know? yes. Okay. So 
How about other strategies? Um, okay. Another another very clever strategy was from Tim Ferriss, you know, the mm-hmm. author of uh, this book called The 4-Hour Workweek, mm-hmm. which is a very well-written book as well. So he, mm-hmm. he said something about designing your family happiness blueprint. Mm. You see, he advises an exercise where we need to take a piece of paper and just write down every day, every other day, every week, every month, every quarter, like every year, what do we want to do in each of these frequencies? Mm. See, that could be making up your bed every day, you Mm. know, or exercising every other day or Mm. uh, like catching up with your best friend every week Mm. or uh, a a, a staycation with our loved one every month or a Mm. decent vacation like every quarter, Mm -hmm. you know, or a big party with the people whose company we really like like every year. So Mm. this becomes a blueprint to live a happy life. The things that you really enjoy and uh, it is going to bring some happiness to your life. You see, the happiest life is not by accident, you know. Mm. It's it's by carefully designed. So you decide that for this quarter, for next quarter, I want to do this. For this year, I want to do this. Mm. Most people think happiness will happen on its own. But we got to put the effort into it, you know. Mm. If, if we don't plan for a trip, it may never happen. We yeah. know that, right? Yeah. If we do not buy that concert ticket, the event will just pass and we, we just miss the chance of creating a memorable experience for our loved one, you mm. know? So we need to be very crystal clear about what makes us and our loved one happier and design mm. our life around it, you know? So we cannot just wait for anybody to make us happy. Yeah. So it's a, it's a conscious effort to make it happen rather than just let it happen. You know, come up with your family uh, happiness blueprint. You print it out, plan, and commit to its ex- execution. Mm-hmm. So, um, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm mindful of time, but just want to have give you guys one, one final tip. It's about finding your happy places. Mm-hmm. Where is the place that every time you go there, it brings happiness to you? You know, like, some people are very clear about that answer and some, they, they never notice it, you mm-hmm. know? So uh, wh- where is your happy place, Amiza? Hmm, my happy place. Okay, I don't really have like one happy place mm. because um, to me, uh, I like to go to different places, different mm. new places. I like right. to explore. I think um, that's why I like to travel. But if I would have to choose one it would probably be in a nice island where i can go diving yeah yeah so that would be my my happy place happy place right yes yeah so like, how about how about yours um okay <laughs> for, for me i i love highlands you know mm-hmm. i love the the chill weather uh like a peaceful stay you know mm. waking up under the the, the warm blanket you know when mm-hmm. the air is like cool out there uh i also love let's say to watch greenery you know like Mm. a tea plantation and so on so i know people who love like the beach side you know 
Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, some people, you know, there is a favorite restaurant with their favorite chef. Mm-hmm. So that is something that can be your happy place. Or there is an, this exclusive hotel which has this mind-blowing view. Mm. You know, yeah. so that's your happy place. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, or, or it could be even like, for example, the childhood nostalgia, right? Yeah. You know, that never yeah. gets boring and being in the company of somebody that we love. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like when you go back to your grandparents' uh, house and all those things. Oh, yes. Yeah, the, the feeling is like the happy place. Or it could be even the music to our ears that we just like feel like repeating it again and again, you know? Mm. So we all get somber and something or someone that makes us happy. Yeah. So if you have never thought about it, I think you really, really need to do it right now. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, let's, Reza... I think um, let's continue this conversation in our next episode. I'm sure there are a lot of a lot more things that uh, you, you, we can talk about in this topic. It's yep. very interesting. Yeah, who wouldn't like to talk about happiness, right? We want to be happy all the time. So um, to recap, right? Contentment is the ability to live a happy life with no regrets. And, you know, life loses its meaning if we forget to be grateful and happy. As the saying goes, life's too short to be unhappy as you only live once. YOLO. <laughs> All right. And um, there are a couple of things that Reza mentioned worth your time to reflect. So I'd like to invite, yourself, uh, invite you to ask yourself these questions. Um, what are the things that's within your control? Uh, what is your pleasure, passion, and purpose in life? Um, number three, what are your happiness reminders? And uh, where is your happy place? Okay. So thank you, Reza, for sharing um, um, you know, things on contentment. Uh, we hope this conversation has inspired you to know more and uh, learn more with us. Don't forget to tune in to our next podcast. And as usual, we love to have you around and thank you for listening. <laughs>